friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 141 of the Girl Means Business Podcast. Today, we're talking about a topic that I love so much and love talking about a lot, and that is books. Now, ever since I was a kid, I have loved to read. I was obsessed for a while with the Laura Ingalls Wilder um, Little House on the Prairie books. Oh my gosh, I drew a blank on those names for a second. I read Nancy Drew. I read The Babysitter's Club. I read every series that basically every 80s and 90s kid read. I was obsessed with. And I just, I always had a book with me when we would go places. Of course, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have phones and video screens and things for us in the car. And so my go-to item to bring in the car when we would go on road trips or going to visit family was books. I would always have at least two or three books in the in my backpack with me. I think I also learned pretty early on that if you were going to visit family, which I, I adore my family, but sometimes as a kid, you know, the adults get talking and you're just like, oh, this is boring. That if I would sit and read a book, nobody would bother me. I could just be by myself and I could just immerse myself into the story that I was reading. And I found that I just really loved, I love stories. To this day, I love hearing somebody that is a really amazing storyteller. I love listening to like TED Talks where they have really incredible storytelling skills. They suck you in. And even with movies, I think it's great, but there's something about the writing within a book that can just completely take you to a different place. You can forget where you are. You can forget what you're doing. You can forget all the things. And a story really draws you in. I actually have several books that I've read about the power of storytelling. And it's so true because if you think back, and I want you to do this. I want you to stop what you're doing if you can, not if you're driving, obviously. And I want you to think of whether it's a book, a movie, a play, uh, whatever it is, something that you've heard or seen or read that has completely stuck with you. You know, I think for me, like there's so many books, like, I mean, especially with everything with the pandemic, I've been reading a lot more in the last two years. And there are certain stories that, and characters that have stuck with me that I read years and years and years ago, but because that story felt so powerful and I got so drawn into it, I can still to this day, like remember the feelings I had at certain parts of the story. I can still remember maybe not all the details, but the the general storyline and plot line. The other thing I love about stories is the ability to share this experience. So one of my best friends, she lives in Colorado and we both love to read. So we will sometimes read the same book at the same time so that we can talk about it, that we can talk about what we think is happening or what might happen next or why do they do it this way? Or, oh, I really love this character and I hope that this happens. It's so much more fun. That's why they have book clubs all the time. When you can share that experience with somebody and, you know, storytelling goes back as far as our, the human race. I mean, that's how 
communities used to sit down together around a fire and share stories of travels and adventure and things that they have learned and the history of their people. And that has carried on into our culture now. It just looks a little differently, especially now when we have things like podcasts and um, movies and television. But I still think there is something really special and sacred about written text. And so today I'm dedicating this whole episode to my love for books and sharing with you some of the books that I have read for my business that have had a huge impact on me personally or my business. And so I'm going to share with you several books today, and I'm going to walk you through why I thought this book was so important, what it did for me, some of the takeaways that I had, kind of a Cliff Notes version of the books, and then I will have all of them linked down below in the show notes so that if you're interested in learning or reading some of these books, you can. Now, before I get to that list, there's a couple of things I want to discuss first. And one is the little debate around physical books versus audiobooks or even like Kindle books. So nowadays we have options. Now you can have a physical book in your hand, return the pages. You can have it on a device like a Kindle or a Fire tablet, those kinds of things. Or you can have audiobooks. Now, some people are complete purists. They believe that you have to have the physical book. Um, which I do love a physical book. I mean, it's one of my favorite things. I collect books as kind of a, a weird hobby, but to me, there's something about having a bookshelf full of books that you have that have impacted you in some way. So when I am reading for pleasure, I do enjoy a physical book. There's nothing cozier to me than like curling up on the couch with a blanket and a good book and just like tuning out the rest of the world for a while. However, if it's for pleasure, sometimes I will listen to audiobooks because it's a really easy way for me to feel like I can still take in the story and listen to the audio pieces of it while doing other things. So I'm able to now enjoy reading a good book or listening to a good book while I'm doing laundry or you know cleaning the house, doing dishes. If I'm in the car for a while and I want to just really listen to a good story and get caught up in that, I can listen to the audio version. I don't typically use a Kindle too much because I'm really bad at charging it. <laughs> so I have one and I have a you know, Kindle library of books that I have on my Kindle. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like if I'm going to be holding something in my hand and reading it, I want it to be an actual physical book. Now, I will say one thing that I do is I do kind of have this hard, fast rule that if it is a book for my business, if it's something where I am trying to learn something from this book. It's not just for enjoyment. It's not just for the sake of taking in a story. Then I want to have the physical book for two reasons. One, I, like I said before, I'm a kind of a collector of books. So for me to have it on my shelf and have, you know, kind of this collection of, of the things that I have learned, a collection of resources, if you will, I think that's something that just makes me happy. It brings me joy. So I I like to buy the physical book. The second reason is because when I'm learning something, I'm a visual learner. So I need to see the words on the page or the diagrams in the book or the examples that they give. But I also want to be able to mark it. I want to be able to highlight or underline, um, which I know for some people, is cringeworthy, but that's what I, it's like a textbook to me. I like to go in and, and use little sticky notes to mark the pages. In fact, there's a bookshelf behind me right now where I'm recording this 
that is where I keep all of my favorite business books. And if at any point you pull one of them off of the shelf, I guarantee you it is lined with those little sticky tabs because I, when I'm reading, I read a lot slower when it's a business book. And those tabs are there to mark places where I I know at some point I'm going to want to come back to it. And so if I'm working on creating content or something comes up, I'm like, oh yeah, what, what was it that he actually said about this one thing? I can go back and it's like, I visually can see the color of the sticky note that I put next to that paragraph or that line. And I'm able to quickly find it within the book. And so I want that visual reminder and I want that physical book on my shelf and in my hands. So I'm curious if you would love to share your thoughts with me on like, do you prefer physical books or do you prefer, you know, digital or audio books? I would love to know your thoughts. Just feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram or comment on my um, podcast episode post that I will be sharing about some of my favorite books as well. And let me know your thoughts on that. Okay. So let's talk about why you should read business books. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. I do it because I'm a lifelong learner and will always be a student at heart. Um, I think it goes back to part of the reasons why I wanted to be a teacher was because I loved school so much that I never wanted it to end. And so for me, reading a good business book or reading a good motivational book or anything that's going to help me grow personally or professionally, it's like being back in school again. And I jokingly tell my husband, I was like, you know, I think sometimes I just want to go back to college just to be in school, to learn, to sit and listen to somebody explain things. I don't want the assignments. I don't want to have to do, you know, the papers and the projects and all those things, but I do love learning about things. One thing in particular is I really love how the mind works. I want to learn all about psychology and why we do the things that we do and what factors influence us in certain ways. And for the longest time before, you know, podcasts and um, apps like Clubhouse and Masterclass and Wisdom and all these places where you could get access to experts in these fields, I would like daydream about going back to college and just taking classes for fun. Like, okay, this week, this um, semester, I want to take a class on psychology. And maybe next semester, I want to take a class on 
marketing. And then maybe another semester I might take a class on, um, you know, creative writing or something. Like I just love learning. I love being a student and letting things just kind of soak into me like a sponge. So for me, reading a good business book, reading a good book that gets me excited and motivated and gives me ideas is similar to taking a college class for way less money and time commitment. So I fully believe that if you are wanting to build a successful business, you need to be learning, you need to be growing, you need to be improving. And one of the best ways to do that is through these types of books. Now, some people will argue, but the world moves so fast that some of these books are going to be outdated pretty quickly. And isn't it better to consume things like podcasts or TED Talks or conferences and YouTube videos? And yes, those things are great if you want to, you know, for up to date, minute to minute, day to day, year to year kind of things. But for me, when I look at the books that I'm going to recommend today, they are kind of timeless when it comes to the foundational concepts that they are talking about. It's not things that are necessarily related to like what's happening in the world of social media right now. It's more about these kind of really building block pieces of what makes a good business. And while some of the content might seem outdated at times, whether they're talking about, you know, Facebook a certain way or they're talking about, you know, a certain marketing strategy. Even though it may be a little bit dated, you can still take the concept they're talking about and apply it to whatever is going on in the world of business right now. Which leads me to my second point, which is what makes a good business book? Because there's so many out there. If you go to Barnes & Noble and you look in the business section, I mean, there's just hundreds of books to choose from. So what makes a bit a good business book? I think first and foremost, it goes back to what I said just a few minutes ago, that it needs to be something that is timeless. It needs to be something that is going to stand the test of time, that if you pick it up five years from now, the basic premise of that book, the basic concept is still going to be relevant to what you're doing right then. You know, if you go into a bookstore right now and you were to pick up a book on you know, the best tips for growing your Instagram following using Instagram Reels, that may not be the best book for your business three or four years from now. And so for me personally, if I'm going to invest in a well-written, well-thought-out like book that I want to add to my resource library collection sitting on the shelf behind me, I want to make sure it's a book that I can still draw inspiration and content from in the future. So I think a good business book is one that kind of falls back on these foundational pieces that are not going to necessarily change a whole lot over time. Now, that's not to say that some of these other ones that, you know, are a little more specific to what's happening right now aren't helpful. And those are really great. But for me, I prefer to focus on the ones that are more you know foundational because then I can go to places like podcasts and and YouTube and the, and social media to find those other things that I need to fill in those gaps. The other thing I think that makes a good business book is if it is very practical advice, something I can implement pretty quickly. So a perfect example is the first book I'm going to talk about, which is Building a Story Brand. 
one of the reasons why this is probably the number one book I recommend to business owners is because when I read it, I was like, I can implement this right now. This isn't something that I have to like finish the whole book and figure out a plan and map out how I'm going to do this. It is things I can implement right the second in my business. It's actionable. It was laid out in a way that made complete sense to my like elementary level brain. You know, it didn't go too high level. It really broke it down into simple, easy to understand, easy to follow and implement pieces of information. So I would say the two factors I would look for when choosing a business book are, is it something that's going to last and stay in the test of time? And two, is it something that is implementable right now? Is it something that you can put into action in a reasonable amount of time? All right, let's get into the part of this episode you really came here for, which is my favorite business books to talk about. All right, number one, I've already mentioned in this episode, which is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. This is probably the number one book I recommend to business owners, whether you're brand new or you've been doing this a while. It is such a good book, in my opinion. And he has a podcast, too. So if you read the book and you want more of Donald Miller and more of Story Brand, you can go listen to the podcast as well. But basically, the reason I loved this book so much was it fell, it met all those categories I mentioned before. You know, it was actionable. It was something that was super easy to read and consume and understand. He lays it out in such a really great way. And I was able to implement things right away. It also stands the test of time. So I read this book, I believe, three years ago, two, three years ago. It's all a blur. But I still, on like probably every couple of weeks, will go back to it and reread parts of it or will find those sticky tabs that I marked and use a quote or or refer back to something he said because it's relevant to a piece of content I'm creating or something I'm doing in my business. So the Building a Story Brand book is all about his seven-part framework that highlights the elements of great storytelling to help you communicate better, to connect more deeply, um, to convert your ideal clients. The idea behind it is that everybody connects best through storytelling. And he relates it a lot to the movie industry and just kind of the arc that movies take. What's really funny to me, and I love this phrase, Bader-Meinhof, it's like once you, Bader-Meinhof means once you see something, you kind of can't unsee it. And then you start to see it everywhere. So after reading this book and kind of learning about the traditional story arc that almost every book, movie, TV show takes, obviously there's, you know, different versions of this. You start to notice it when you watch a movie. Now you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's this part of the framework. That's, you know, part four of the framework or whatever. And so it's so realistic in the way that like, yeah, this really does work. Obviously it works. The movie industry uses it and they're super successful with the movies they create. It, then you start to see it in business. And you start to see it in like, oh, this person must have read the story brand because they're doing X, Y, and Z in their business. And that's how it you know, all comes back to the framework. So the ideas in this book were also really powerful. So there's two takeaways I want to really focus in on here and share with you. And one is that if your message isn't clear, no one's going to listen. So according to the book, this is essentially because customers are humans and humans are basically looking for two things. How do they survive and how do they thrive? 
and how to spend the least amount of energy at any given moment, which is 100% accurate. So this means that if you present a person with a message that's unclear, something that they have to kind of use their brain power to figure out, then they're not going to want to spend that much energy. And so they're just going to walk away. They're going to unfollow. They're going to unsubscribe. They're going to go to somebody else. So if you can make your message as clear and simple as possible, then you are going to attract more of your clients because they're having to use less energy. They're having to use less brain power to figure out the thing that you're trying to help them solve. I read or, or heard somewhere one time that, that someone said that most of the written content that is put out in newspapers, magazines, articles, these kind of is written on about a fifth grade, I believe it said fifth grade reading level. And the time I was like, well, that's kind of sad that like we have to dumb down our content to a fifth grade level for most of the world. But after reading this book, it made sense. It's not that they're dumbing it down for us. It's that they want us to be able to consume the content without having to use a ton of energy and brain power because if you think about it, if you're presented with two options, one option being, okay, I can read this really easy, simple to read, easy to understand news article about psychology, or I can pick up a psychology textbook and I can read like the clinical terms and the clinical definitions and go through all of the jargon. Obviously, I'm going to choose the simpler article because it's easier for my brain to comprehend. I don't have to burn as many calories. I don't have to use as much energy. The second takeaway from this book, which is what made it so powerful to me and what made it the book I recommend more than anything, is the idea that you are not the hero of the story. It's your business. It's your brand. You started it, but you're not the hero. You're not the main character. You are the guide. You are the one who helps the person get to where they want to go. One of my favorite movies as a kid was Karate Kid. And, you know, while we like to think that we're Daniel LaRusso, that we're the Karate Kid, we're not. That's our customer. We are Mr. Miyagi. We're the ones that are teaching them. We're the ones that are guiding them. We're the ones that are pointing them in the direction they need to go so that they can have the big win so that they can find the success and the accomplishment, the power that they're looking for. And so this was a huge takeaway for me because it reframed how I talk about my business. It reframed a lot of the things I do in my business, whether it is how I'm creating content, what I'm posting about, the language that I'm using, the wording on my website. All of it changed when I started focusing more on being the guide and less on being the main character. So I know I spent a lot of time on this one book. My other recommendations are going to be a lot shorter, but this truly is when people say, or they post on Facebook, what's your number one book you recommend for business? I always say building a story brand because it is one of my best recommendations for helping you to understand how your messaging, which right now messaging is so powerful because your message that you put out there on social media, your website, podcasting, YouTube, all the, anywhere you're, even in conversations, the message you present is your brand. The message you present is either going to attract or repel people. So having a really great message for your brand is so important. And this book can help you 
to understand that and to make sure your messaging is really, really strong. Moving on, I promise our the rest of the recommendations will not ramble on as long as that one did. So my second recommendation is one that I have talked about here on the podcast. I've had guests that have brought it up in conversations because it's that good. And it is Atomic Habits by James Clear. This is also another one that I just, I love having on my bookshelf. It's actually really kind of a pretty book. Like the cover is really fun and pretty. So the idea behind Atomic Habits is that success in your business requires big picture thinking, but also attention to detail. And I kind of alluded to this in a previous episode about like preparing for the new year, which is when you're running a business, you have to think long-term, but also in the immediate. And that's a lot of what he talks about in Atomic Habits along the idea of, you know, building habits. But he talks about how small tweaks, small adjustments, like little things that you can do can really have big results. And so it teaches you how to make time for creating habits and breaking habits, how to overcome the lack of motivation or willpower, and to design kind of the environment around you to make finding success easier. And so he talks a lot about systems and how you can create little systems in your day. And I know when you hear systems, sometimes your brain shuts off and you're like, oh, that's too much systems. You know, that sounds overwhelming. But what that really means is that it's about the little changes. You know, we think of a habit like, oh, I want to stop eating junk food late at night. That seems like a really big thing. You hear people say like, well, don't go cold turkey because you won't do very well. You'll, you'll break that really quick. And it's because we think that we have to start at point A and jump right ahead to point Z, but we forget that we can just go from A to B and then B to C and then C to D. And eventually we'll get to Z, but it's these little tiny goals these little incremental things along the way. And so the way he kind of breaks it down, he goes into some of like the psychology behind it and things like that. It's fascinating, but it really does kind of motivate you to make small changes that can have big impacts over time. And that might sound like, okay, I get that. Like that sounds really cliche and that's been, that's been said a lot, but the way he presents it in the book makes it feel very attainable. And it really kind of breaks down like why that works. And, you know, it's, it's motivation. It makes you like going to like, yeah, I can do this. Like, let's make change. Let's do things that are good for us. Let's, you know, let's create some good habits and break some old ones. So my number two recommendation is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Now, my third recommendation is actually like a three in one (laughs) or a two in one. So it's pretty much any of the URA badass books by Jane Jen Sincero. Like I adore her. I have listened to her on some podcasts. I really connected with her personality in the book. She's kind of a little rough around the edges and she just says it like as it is. She talks a lot in her original one, You Are a Badass, about, you know, like manifestation and things like that, which I for the longest time was like, ugh. That's just so woo-woo. It's so out. Like, I can't even, I'm not going to deal with that. Like, that's just dumb. But when I read her book, for whatever reason, the way she presented it really was like, oh, okay, well, maybe this is something that I could get on board with, that I can understand. 
And so that's where my kind of journey with manifestation and just mindset and really changing how you talk about things and how you um, project things out into the world, it changed. And then I read You Are a Badass at Making Money, which is again going into the whole idea of my kind of theme going into the new year, which is money mindset and money relationships. That is a great book to read if you are struggling with your money mindset or relationship, because she does a really good job at at teaching us how to kind of overcome those things. And when you talk about why I love certain books, a lot of the ones that I recommend all go back to like great storytelling. And Jen is a great storyteller. She sucks you in by telling you these narratives that kind of get you going like, oh my gosh, I... I can relate to that, even though I can't relate to your life because you live in a totally different place with a totally different scenario, totally different background. But I get that. Like the, the, the underlying theme here, like the underlying story I connect with. And so it's one of those books that was not hard to read. It didn't, again, it didn't require a lot of brain power. And so it's just, they're really fun, but they're also super motivational and they make you just feel like you can conquer the world when you're done reading those. All right, the next one. This oh, is such a good book. And it's one that I think every new business owner should be required to read. And that is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Now, if you don't know who this is at all, I want you to go search for Simon Sinek, Start With Why on YouTube and watch his 2009 TED Talk. It's been viewed more than 56 million times. It's amazing it kind of sums up a little bit about the book, but the whole kind of idea under the underlying in the book is that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And that was one of those like powerful aha moments, kind of going back to that light bulb moment in the story brain book of you're not the main character. You're the guide. This was another like light bulb, like angel singing from heaven, like, Oh, this is it moment where I was like stay with us we'll be right back hey photographers are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet growing a business is tough you're following all the successful photographers and experts soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you but the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. 
The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Oh my God. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, of course they don't buy what you do. They're not here for the product or service. They're here for the feeling, the emotion, the why behind it. And, you know, they use the example of like Apple products. People don't buy Apple products because they're the best product. They buy Apple products because of a status it gives them, because they have presented this sort of vision of what an a Macintosh and Apple user is. And people want to be that. That's their why. And it's just, it's an incredible book. It's an incredible TED Talk. If you are struggling with, you know, figuring out how to set yourself apart, if you're struggling with, I need to really connect on a deeper level to my business and my audience and not just this surface level reason of like, I want to help people and I want to make money, then this is a great book for you to dive into. And again, I would definitely recommend the going and watching his TED talk as well. Cause it's, he's, again, he's a great speaker. He's a great writer. Um, it's just, it's a great idea and a great story to listen to. All right. There's three left. I want to go over and I'm going to do them very quickly. Cause these are, these are ones that are like, they're good. I would not say they were like life changing in my business, but they were definitely really, really good books to read. And one is called Give by Nicholas Kuzmich. This one, it's kind of one of those ones that goes against my rules of make sure it's timeless to some degree. Um, And it's a very short, quick read. It's not a big, long book. It's a really easy one to kind of get through in a couple of days. But the idea behind it and the the premise of the book is basically, it says it in the, the tagline, it's about Facebook marketing. But the bigger storyline and the bigger picture of the book is the idea that you need to be giving value. It's sort of that idea of the 80-20 rule. You know, 80% of the time you are giving value and 20% of the time you're asking for something in return. But he breaks it down in a way that makes a lot of sense and gives you those actionable kind of steps. Now, again, a lot of it's related to social media, but it can be used in all different facets too. It's one that you can take the content and, uh, and apply it to whatever area you need it to apply to. The second one is called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. This is one I kind of stumbled upon. And if you've been spent any time on Facebook, you've probably seen Russell Brunson's face and you've seen his ads. He's a genius at those things. But I stumbled upon it several years ago. It's one of those where, you know, get the book for free. You just pay for shipping. So I did. And I read through it. And again, it's one that's just, it's so easy to read. It is, I mean, he literally has like stick figure drawings in his book, which I love. And they're like, it just, it's so well done in a way that you're like, it's so simple and stupid, almost like how simple it is, but it works and it works incredibly well. So Expert Secrets is all about kind of outlining sales funnels, but in a way that's not really sales funnel if that makes sense at all. It's very much in a way that's like, oh, this is just good business practice of 
you start wide and you narrow down and here's the things you do to get to that point. Well, duh, that makes sense. Why has it never been laid out this way? And it, it so matches my style of teaching, which is I relate everything back to, and I think one of the things I'm really good at is that because I taught elementary kids for so long, I'm really good at taking these big, broad concepts and breaking them down in a way that feels very elementary and simple and makes people go, oh, well, that's not so hard. Like, I can do that. And that's what this book does. And he has others, too, that have followed this. They're all like expert secrets, uh, dot-com secrets, traffic secrets, all those kinds of things. They're all the same um, style, and they're all really, really good. But again, it just almost makes it so simple that you're like, oh, why didn't I, like, why has no one else done it this way before? It's so good. So I recommend that one. The final recommendation I have for you today, this is a book that a friend sent me a couple years ago when I was feeling really overwhelmed and just like, what do I do in my business? Like, what direction am I going? And she sent me this book. It's called The One Thing by Gary Keller, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. And the idea behind this book is that sometimes we just need to focus on one thing at a time, that our our brains are not necessarily equipped to do 20 million things at once. And this was like one of those books that was like, I feel like it's written for me because I tend to think very wide and not super deep sometimes because I'm like, well, I want to do all these things how do I do all the things? Well, the the way to do all the things is to focus on one thing at a time. It's similar. It reminds me a little bit of the Dave Ramsey snowball effect idea that he has behind his um, like debt, whatever. And it's like that you focus on one piece of debt at a time. And then once that's done, you take that and you roll it into the next thing and it builds momentum and eventually you have it paid off. The same idea kind of applies in this book is that if you focus your energy on one thing, and then once that one thing has kind of gotten to where it's you you can handle it, it's it's running on its own, it's a system you can kind of automate, then you roll that energy into the next thing and you roll the energy into the next thing and it starts to compound until now you are on top of all the things. So it's a, if you're struggle like me to focus on not a million things at one time, but really focus on doing like one thing in your business and doing it really well, I recommend this book. It's It's really, really good. All right. So those are my recommendations. I'll run through them really quickly again. Building a story brand with Donald Miller. Top of my list. Number one. Number two was Atomic Habits by James Clear. Number three was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Any of her books, You Are a Badass at Making Money is another great one. So it's your two for one there. Start with Why, Simon Sinek. Great, great book. Give by Nicholas Kuzmich. Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. And The One Thing by Gary Keller. So those are my business book recommendations for you. This is the time of year when I really love diving into a good business book because we're going into the holidays. Things start to slow down in my business. Even in January, they're still kind of slow. And so I'm really kind of using this time to soak up as much information as possible. And so I am currently have about five books on my nightstand and on my bookshelf that I plan to maybe get to probably not all five, but a couple of them while I'm um, taking a little bit of a break over the holidays. So I will share some of those on my Instagram if you want to keep up with what I am reading right now. I do have two last things before we wrap up this episode. 
One, I'm curious to know, and I would love your feedback on this. So please, if you have thoughts on this, I want you to go to my Instagram, Girl Means Business, and let me know what you think. I have been playing around with the idea of doing a business book club where maybe one a month, we would all pick a business book to read together. We could have, you know, conversations around it. Um, We could do like a Zoom call and talk about it. If that is something you would be interested in doing, I would love to hear from you to say like, yes, I would love to do that. Let's get this going. Or I don't have time for that. Or like, yes, but I would, you know, want to do it this way. Whatever your thoughts are, head over to Instagram at Girl Means Business and please, please, please let me know your thoughts on that. Number two, before we go, we've talked about business books. I have an episode coming up for you in a couple of weeks where I'm going to share a couple other of my favorite things. But before I go, I have two non-business book recommendations for you. Two that I've read recently that are kind of for fun books that I just really love. So one of them is a murder mystery book. It is I read this uh, two Christmases ago, I believe, two years ago. It's called The Chestnut Man. And it is, oh gosh, I can't think of who the author is right now off the top of my head. I will definitely link to it down below in the show notes. But it is set in Sweden. And it's one of those books. And I, I read a lot of kind of murder mystery books. And most of the time, halfway through, I'm like, oh, I already figured it out. I know what happens. This one, I was guessing until the very end. It kept me on my toes. It is fascinating. It is a, it's a big book, but it reads really quickly. I think I finished it in like a week. And oh man, it is, it's a page turner. So that is my kind of um, murder mystery heavier (laughs) book. Now, if you like lighter, and we are in the holiday season, if you like lighter, then I have two kind of fun romance novels, which I love a good like romance novel, something kind of almost like a romantic comedy of sorts. So two that I have for those, one is called The 12 Dates of Christmas. And the second is The Holidays, D-A-Z-E. Both of those are ones that my friend and I read last Christmas and they're just lighthearted. They're fun. But again, they kind of keep you guessing. Like you, you aren't going into it going like, I know how this one ends. You know, you are kind of, there's a little twist, there's turns, there's surprises. They're really fun. So those would be my two kind of fun, lighthearted, quick, easy reads for the holidays. So that does it for our episode on must read books. If you have book recommendations, I am always looking for new books to read, fun books, business books, all the things. Please send me your recommendations. I would love to know what some of your favorites are. Again, head over to Instagram and we'll have this conversation over there. I'll have a post where you can share your favorite book recommendations and things you think that I should be reading over the next few months. I hope that somewhere this week you get to curl up with a cozy blanket, a cup of something to drink, and a great book. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. 
send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.